0: Welcome to the daily homily from Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Trenton, Missouri. His daily mass can be heard weekdays at 11 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Network. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah Hear me, O islands. Listen, O distant peoples. The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb he gave me my name. He made me a sharp-edged sword and concealed me in the shadow of his arm. He made me a polished arrow, in his quiver he hid me. You are my servant, he said to me, Israel, through whom I show my glory. Though I thought I had toiled in vain and for nothing uselessly spent my strength, yet my reward is with the Lord, my recompense is with my God. For now the Lord has spoken, who formed me as his servant from the womb that Jacob may be brought back to him and Israel gathered to him. And I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. It is too little, he says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Reclining at table with his disciples, Jesus was deeply troubled and testified, Amen, amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another at a loss as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest and said to him, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I hand the morsel, after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel and took it and handed it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. After Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. So Jesus said to him, what you are going to do, do quickly. Now, none of those reclining at table realized why he said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus had told him, buy what we need for the feast or to give something to the poor. So Judas took, the morsel, and left at once. And it was night. When he had left, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say it to you. Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, though you will follow later. Peter said to him, Master, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, I say to you, the cock will not crow before you deny me three times. The Gospel of the Lord. Master, who is it? Who was going to betray Christ? Can you picture Peter nodding to the young John to, to get him to find out who was the culprit? That was a real moment burned into John's memory, and therefore he included it in his gospel account. He leaned back against Jesus' chest. Now, How does one do that while eating dinner? It sounds a little awkward. The opening verse of the passage helps us. It says, a deeply troubled Jesus was reclining at table with the twelve. It does not say he was sitting at the table. The Jews ate their dinners lying down, reclining. They rested on their left elbow amidst pillows and cushions. Whatever kind of table they used would have then been very low to the ground. And it was in the shape of the letter U, like a horseshoe. Servants would have entered the inside of the U-shaped table to serve the food and wine. This, of course, is foreign to us, but that's how they ate in that culture. And Christ would have reclined at one of the far ends not in the middle. In our Western culture, the Last Supper is most always portrayed with Christ sitting in the middle of a long, narrow table. In some depictions, he is looking out from the canvas or into the camera, quote-unquote, facing the people. It makes for a better painting. And this way, the artist can, can fit everyone onto the canvas. Protestant reformers in the 16th century used paintings of the Last Supper to push for new church services, new liturgies totally devoid of priesthood and sacrifice, and instead they focused on a meal. They argued that the minister, no longer called a priest, should stand behind a table and face the people because, they argued, that was how Christ did it at the Last Supper. But we, of course, know that Christ did not stand on the other side of a long table and face the people because there were no people there. There was no congregation in the upper room at the Last Supper. It was Holy Thursday, just a casual meal, a a farewell memorial dinner for Christ before his violent execution. No. One of the 20th century's more famous liturgical scholars wrote that the liturgy of Holy Mass is derived not from the meal, but what took place afterwards. He wrote the meal itself was held to be so inessential and so easily detachable that it quickly died out in the early church. Quote, What the church celebrates in the Mass is not the Last Supper. No, it is what the Lord instituted in the course of the Last Supper and entrusted the church, the memorial of his sacrificial death. On Thursday, we will celebrate the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper. The entrance antiphon, the official entrance song, given to us by the church to sing, states, we should glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that interesting? It doesn't say we should glory in the supper table of Jesus Christ. The table is not what saves us. No, leaning back on a cross and dying with Christ in his perfect sacrifice is what saves us the Last Supper was the first mass it was and is a sacrifice that points to Calvary not a cafeteria